Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day, we got what you need. Welcome to the morning shift. It's the most mid-team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman. Any pizza for me can be a personal. Can't wait. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike Johnson. I've had my butt shoot by Nick Saban a few times. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And Atlanta sports radio guru, Bo Morgan. Do you know who I am? I'm Squid Bill. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? It's a new experience. And a new take on a sports morning show. The morning shift is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. Good morning. It is Tuesday, and we are live here in the Kia Studios. This is the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike, Bo, and Tiff here with you. Well, you were blabbering up a storm in that, that during that show. I opened. know because I feel alive today. I, I got alive. I got sleep last night. Yeah. And then I naturally woke up on my own at four thirty this morning. It's a good thing, by the way. So I hope it doesn't Ding. happen normally. Ding yourself. It was weird. It was four twenty eight. And I was like, I can turn off my alarm. Mm. I actually got slept last night. Don't feel slept. like trash. I got sleep last night too. I went to Cancun's. Had some tacos, especiales, a couple yeah, margs. A margarita. Went home. Sleep. It, you it's gosh like, darn right, it did, dude. I um, that so I've been battling like some kind of like sinus infection thing, and uh, dude, yesterday I just said I'm I'm done. Like, well, I kind of did that Sunday when I went to the, when I went and covered the race, all the yeah. walking I did, and then yesterday I got I laughed here and I said, screw this, I'm I'm you getting a decongestant. I, no, I've got. I'm, I've, I've already. I'm already taking something. I, you can tell this is like the best I've felt in a week. But I was just like yesterday. I was like, nope, we're going. We're going in. We're going to the gym. We're doing cardio there. We're doing legs. Doing the cardio walk because it was 70 degrees yesterday. Oh, it was beautiful. So I was outside. like, I'm me and Sprinkles. We're getting our 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 2.95 mile walk in. We're mm. getting after it. And then I say, you know what? Why well, stop here? Yeah. Let's go get margaritas, baby. 2.4. I did the. Uh, I said 2.95. Roman did. Oh, well, you didn't do as much uh, as me and Sprinkles. You 
Back-to-back uh, days. Bo was like, I had a better pace going. <laughs> had, a, had a stride. No, My I, small uh, dog we, outwalked your big dog. Lies. Uh, we uh, – Took the kids to the. To, I did the double daycare pickup because of the fact that I was at Landmark Speedway Sunday and Lindsay was with the kids oh, all day. Oh, so that so was your. Okay. It was like, hey, I'm gonna do, you know do the double daycare pickup. We went to the playground for a little bit, and then last night when I was trying to get in bed, Lindsay's like, hey, just so you know, we've been kind of sitting on go. We only got one episode left of True Detective Night Country, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot we were even watching that. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, flip that on, dude. When I tell you, it was, it was like the finale. You know, how it's like an hour and a half, probably something like that. When I tell you it took every fiber of my being to like keep my eyelids open through the end of True Detective Night Country. And it was good. Was it okay? I was gonna it ask, was solid. Was it worth it? So yeah. should we watch it? It was uh I yeah, I'd say It's scary though, right? Aren't there ghosts in this one? Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Um I don't think it's ghosts. I think it's where they're at. No, I think there's supernatural stuff is what my friend told me. <laughs> there, mm, there that is, is it for me. But Day days with me. I, I yeah, I don't th- did you watch it? We've got one episode or okay. two episodes in. Okay, kinda, so yeah. so here's what I say. At that point, I thought it was going to be a lot more supernatural than it actually turned out. You know what I mean? So I, I don't want to give too much away. But so I wouldn't be scared like, two episodes. I think myself. there's six episodes. So I was two episodes in. I was like, I'm watching The Walking Dead. And then in the end, there's like a lot of explanation that goes on as to why it may or may not be that way. Can I so, ask you a question? Okay. Yeah, go ahead, man. Did you watch the very first one? Yeah. With Matthew oh, McConaughey yeah, and... Um, my guy, Woody Harrelson. This one actually, in my opinion, ended up being less sci-fi than that one. Okay, what about the the? That's I, not sci-fi. What about the one they just had before this? In that first one, were they like in the New Orleans? Ceiling thing, wasn't that? The, okay, I didn't watch yeah, it because yeah. I was too scared too, so I haven't what, watched yeah. any. Of what them. about the one that they had with uh, Marshawn? Uh, what? That was that was season three, I believe. Yes. Yeah. I didn't watch two because I I heard the Vince Vaughn one was garbage. I never even turned it on. Yeah, I never. I didn't watch that either. But the, but the, I watched season three. Did you like? It was, was good. It, was was this in the same? This was very similar. Yes. Okay. Uh, what, I right. don't know what what did you give that one? Oh, you loved it. Loved it. I thought the I thought season one and season three. Were very good. Okay. Very good. In fact, like my whole thing with season one, one I'd give it an eight. The interview that Matthew McConaughey's doing on state because like the you know he's basically doing right. an interview, he's like talking back through the through the recording, like that whole back and forth with him yeah. and like when he's smoking the cig, dude, it's so good. I mean, that is just that's like just sign me up for that match. That's peak. That's peak. And and I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but. This whole going to these whole rumors of surrounding Yellowstone. You guys watch Yellowstone? Yeah, of course. Um, so season I have not. You, you would you would actually like it. Um, Put it on my list. Season she does have a Beth Dut- Beth Dutton feel to her, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little um, we just bit. need to find from people. We need to find her. We need to find uh, her Rip Wheeler, and I don't think the pastry guy is it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but anyways, um, but. Stop. But what I was gonna say is, is like this whole season five, that the second half, this there's too much out there now about this show. It's happening all behind it. Like Kevin Costner and Taylor Sheridan fighting over creative differences of the divorce. Made Costner want to quit. I don't know all this whatever. But there was this rumor that McConaughey was gonna jump in, and they were gonna take like and kind of spin off Yellowstone, but keep Yellowstone and a lot of these characters and have McConaughey in it or whatever. I don't. I, I don't need that. Like Matthew, you don't want Ma- to know how the sausage is made. Well, I don't need McConaughey in that. I need McConaughey in more true detective type stuff, where he can be this quirky, you know, kind of uh, kooky guy or whatever. I don't need him trying to play a cowboy. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? I, 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 yeah, 
Maybe. I, I think he can do whatever he wants to do, though. He's that good. I mean, how's McConaughey and, 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 and uh, Cole Hauser going to play off each other? I'd be willing to say Woody Harrelson doesn't need to do that more than Matthew McConaughey. I do feel like they could do a baseball movie together, both of those guys. Oh, really? I'd be in for that. Costner yeah. and McConaughey or no, no, Cole Hauser? Oh, yeah. I love Cole Hauser. He's right? got that. Looks like he could be a pitcher. Well, he um, he played a football player in Days and Confused. So <laughs> there we go. He, of course, he was like you know eighteen. <laughs> that was like a, that movie was like in the early nineties. Feels like a spring training kind of movie. You know, they could do a spring training that movie. You watch when you're just maybe Kevin Costner could be the manager. I don't. I don't know. All Possibly. I want to. I just want to dress like Rip. That's that's it. I got those boots, dude. They, like one of the most googled things is Rip's jacket. You yeah, know what I mean, uh, it's anyway. a black blue jean jacket with his Yellowstone on it. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Let's with get the some sunglasses. Training. I'm halfway there. <laughs> I got the boots and the sunglasses. Braves and the Baltimore Orioles played yesterday uh, in spring training, which is well underway. What they had the Red Sox on Sunday. Uh, tonight they are going to get Pittsburgh. And Chris Sale will be the starter uh, this evening. But Matt's Freed was the pitcher yesterday against the Orioles. Two innings pitch, two Ks, and then they obviously had that rotation uh, going heavy so everyone could get in. Yeah, and uh, Lopez came in. Who was He's one of the guys uh, that's battling for that fifth starter spot. We'll ask Grant about when he joins us later. He gave up a home run. But, um, the re- you know, Tyler Matzik came in, the return of Matzik. Nuts. And he um, – he he faced another another opponent for the first time since October of twenty two, so that's a good thing to have him finally back. You know, he's, Tommy John. Yeah, 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 and he was he's just such a vital when he is when he is rolling. This bullpen is so much better, especially with AJ Minter. I was gonna say I'm gonna one up you there, and I'm gonna tell you AJ Minter yesterday getting two Ks in his one inning pitch. That's that's as good a sign as I think you can have possibly on the back end because you're gonna get what you're gonna get out of a lot of these guys. But correct me if I'm wrong, last year A.J. Minter felt, it felt, it, it didn't end up this way, but it felt at times like he was a roller coaster. Like it felt like you would have like two weeks off and then a month and a half on and then like one week off and then like a month on. So, but that's the life of a major league reliever to I agree, me. I agree. Um, I, I just remember when they brought Minter, when Minter was first cutting his teeth up here, and if I'm not mistaken, and Dylan or Day Day can correct me, uh, or you guys can text or tweet me. Um, he he at one point <laughs> wanted to be uh, well, not everybody can text me. What, they they were trying to make him a uh, 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 the closer, and he he struggled at times with that role. But he has really settled in now into that setup role. He did it during that run to the World Series. He was the guy in the eighth inning before Will Smith would come in, and he did it last year, uh, and so. It just – he is – I am just so impressed with how he has just gotten comfortable with the role. Yeah, he has ups and downs, but that's all these guys. I mean, starters go through the same stuff. The body of work's just different to the RA. But I was – A.J. Minter to me is like the voice of the Braves bullpen, and he's a leader on this team, and I, I just love what that dude's become. I tell you what, that guy could dress like Rip Wheeler too. Well, you remember we were talking about uh, bar fights? Uh, I, A.J. Minter would be on my side in a bar fight. Like, I, that, that. – I mean, let's just be honest here. I'd like to go to to battle with that guy in my corner. I'm with you, though, man. I, I think that he is such an, an indicator of where this team is going to be at on the back end. We've talked about it a bunch, man. Like, you don't ever know what bullpens are from year to year. Like, you kind of have to remake things, right? You kind of have to piece those things together. And that's why you always see um, guys being traded around the deadline that might be setup men or closers or whatever it is. And so it's nice to see him on the mound. 
Like you said, man, we'll have all eyes peeled continued on Ronaldo Lopez and Bryce Elder. And Elder obviously not having a good day over the weekend, but um, Ronaldo Lopez gives up a, a, a dinger last night. Uh, but other than that, not too bad. So I, I think everything all in all is off to a good start as far as spring training goes. The NFL Combine's underway, which means the draft is just around the corner. Let's talk about some more potential Falcons moves. One national reporter thinks they could trade up, but not to maybe the spot you think. That's next. And one guy has cut his teeth here in Georgia. We'll tell you why that's a good thing for Georgia State. Stay with us here in the morning shift on Sports Radio 92 on the game. To more of the morning shift with Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Why men great so they gotta be great. Preach. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I mean you set me up for that, JD. The one time. I did have to let it breathe, just that line. I actually like this song. It's a good song. Yeah, I, I used to, when I was a um, high school coach and I played music in the weight room, like all my kids would act like they didn't like it. They'd be like, what is this? Yeah, it's a, it's a, turn it up. And then like 20 seconds in, they'd all be singing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got him. Hey, I let music breathe, day day. Especially when there's a, I'm a big uh, lyric person. You're stepping all over it. What no, you're doing? He he told me it's the one. Time she I let she it let breathe. the post. She let it hit early. I she, let her let know. Liza, you know, say her piece, and then I agreed with her emphatically. Anyway, I don't know this song. Who is this? Is, this is Lizzo. Is no, that the, is, no, that, the, is that the is that the WAP woman? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say that. I was so quick. I was like, no, no, shut it down. No, Bo. okay. <laughs> Tiffany oh. talks to me like her dog sometimes. She's like, no. <laughs> hey, she pointed her finger. Yeah, they were. I don't. I don't know if it was like before the handoff. I said, she's like, no, no. And started pointing her finger at me. I go, like, am I you gonna get what? a dog treat if I, if I if I if I let's let's bring the squirt bottle in here. <laughs> Every time he says something we don't like, we'll hit him right in the face. No, nah, then you treat me like a cat, man. I ain't gonna be treated like no cat. You're not a cat? Okay. No, I'm a dog person. This hour brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. (laughs) Injured, hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. I know what you're thinking. I know. Let's be honest, Tiff. Let's be honest. You could be a cat guy. you're, You're that emphatic about being a dog person, yet there is no chance that your dog stood a chance in a fight with a cat. Let's Oh, you were going there. I actually was thinking, I could think he could be a cat Hey, let me ask you a, a question. Dad. You ever met your, your my dog? Cat would, a cat You're, would whoop. Uh, you don't know that. Uh, sprinkles. First off, cats are evil. Cats. You're, first of all, exactly. Sprinkles cat, is smaller than a cat. Cats. I don't are, know. Your, your dog well, is a let cat. Let me say this: cats would whoop any dog for the most part. A a nice dog would get beat up by a cat. My dog would get beat up by a cat. You think Roman would get beat up by a cat? He. He's yeah. not mean. He's not mean. Cats yeah, but are he ain't evil. Get scrubbed out though. He's got if a little he's more being pride attacked, than that. I'm sure he would yeah, fight back. Yeah, but yeah. cats. Oh, what a. This is something nerd related, but their skeleton, like they can contort in ways. That's what, why whenever you used to watch Animal Cops, <laughs> anybody in here watch? No, nah. just me. Nah, Animal nah. Cops. What Animal is that? Animal Cops used to come on Animal Planet. Yeah. And they would have. Thank you, Dylan. They okay. So Animal Cops came on Animal Planet, and they would go, you know, 
rescue rescue animals, but they oh, just called I thought, it animal cops. They were they were. I thought they were breaking up domestic disputes right, between two right. cats in a <laughs> in a box. <laughs> like <laughs> we got a, like, got a complaint. Bad dogs, bad dogs. No. So, but when they would go get cats out of buildings, they would have to put on those special uh, Kevlar gloves yeah, yeah. because you could pick up a cat and it could contort and claw up your forearm. Yeah. With a dog, it's much it's much easier. But cats yeah. are the devil. I do like them though. I just would never own one. <laughs> the devil. I, I, don't, I, like I, don't, them, I don't need uh, cat people coming for me this morning no, or man. any of us. But Bo, I don't care. Cat Bo's people. personality, he could be a cat person. There's, uh, you're spot on. You're, she hold on. on. You're a lot more cat person that, traits than I am. I that, completely disagree. Oh, no, really? Completely that, and utterly Locks herself disagree. in her house, doesn't do anything. No, what? that's not true. She runs these streets, dude. She went out wait, of like, wait, wait. Yeah, let's, yeah. Re- let's rephrase that. She runs these streets. Let's rephrase that. Let's, yeah. let's rephrase that. I could have followed up. I go something. out. Let's, I yeah. go out. Well, that's let's, what you say, run the streets. No, I'm but I, yeah, streets. not about myself. Yeah, I think he would have. <laughs> You're I, definitely more of a cat person. If he just said, if, 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 he would have been. He You're a little sour sometimes, which is yeah, why you would be. You're very cat like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if a kitten walked up to you today, you would be a puddle of mush. Well, and not only that, Tiff, but when you would take it home. When the Twitter folks have the conversation with him, his claws come out. They do. You know what I mean, he's like, he's our ear. And like, yeah, I'll tell you yeah, something. You're, you're, you're right. talking about you're claws right. out. Your claw, but y'all's two claws were out last night. I was like stuck in the middle of a daggum cat fight between you two. In the group chat? Yeah. That wasn't oh, a was fight. Uh, was I don't know. It was Ellen Dylan, Wells being thrown. Yes. Dylan, Day Day, didn't you guys feel like it was getting a little tense? Like you just put your phone <laughs> down and walked Have away? You notice that Dylan never says anything. <laughs> like a, he can't. His mic doesn't even work. It was like 12 hours later. He'll say, okay, cool. Oh. <laughs> Okay, cool. Hook him. Because Dylan is anti-conflict, and I and I'm okay with Dylan that. Comes, he brings I bring peace. enough. Tiffany and I bring enough conflict for the whole group. This is true, especially Tiffany. <laughs> She's never seen the conflict she didn't walk away from. <laughs> Catman over here. <laughs> that might be accurate. All right, let's also... get to some. Uh, let's get some quarterback yeah, talk. Stiff. Did I finish my? You did. Morgan, Morgan Reed, thank you. All right, just want to double check that. All right, well, Chief National Reporter for NFL Network Steve Weiss joined Dukes and Bell yesterday, and he told the guys that he has been told that the Falcons will be aggressive when it comes to moving up in the draft and drafting their QB. I, I was told even before we had Terry on the show that they were going to be aggressive going to get their quarterback. So to me, the aggression is moving up in the draft to get a guy they like. Now, are you going to be able to get one of the top three teams to come off the pick because they all need quarterbacks? So what does that mean? It probably means getting up to four where Arizona is just so nobody can leapfrog you if they decide to do that. I don't think someone like Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins is the first option. I don't know. I don't have any science that Mm -hmm. Jerry Fontenot sure didn't make me feel like that was the case. I think all things are on the table, though. I think they understand they've got a roster that is playoff worthy. They just got to upgrade a quarterback. Again, my first inclination is that they're going to go out and try to get a young guy. But if that doesn't work, then maybe they make a move for a veteran if one's available. That's the predicament because Chicago may decide to make a move for Justin Fields quickly. Or when free agency starts, somebody may make a move for Kirk Cousins quickly. So then that really narrows things down for the draft because just the veteran free agents and players available for the trade, even including Russell Wilson, takes a step down but you've got to make a decision on the free agency stuff now i think if you're going to commit to a a veteran yeah, quarterback we're closing in well you're closing in on that window so if yeah. you're not going to make a move here ter- then what he said to him to- is terrifying i was on the same page as you when he says you know hey basically reactionary to if you don't get to trade up and get your guy like you're on the back end of all of a sudden this of trying to get what's market. left over it yeah, yeah. 
Well, that does not excite me. No, no. Take it like this, though. This is a really important week, and it's not about the workouts, okay? It, but this is a week. No one's doing that. No, I'm just kidding. This is a week where not only do you get to talk with these guys in person and have very important first meetings where you can find out a little bit about the makeup of the person, but you also are in the same town, the same hotel, the same building for most of the day, going to dinner with all the other GMs and scouts and coaches and front office personnel, and you can get a feel for who is ready to shop and who is doing the shopping, you know, or who is ready to sell and who's doing the, the buying, and basically who's going to be where and, and, and what who everything's thinking because I've still not sold New England the second quarterback there. Well, back to what you were saying about you're going to get to see who's doing what because we weren't on air yet, right? Our show hadn't launched yet. We were after the Combine. Yeah, we were right um, after it. So I covered the Combine for five seasons at NFL Network. I would get sent up there. Uh, wheel and deal, make contacts. You get to go meet with everybody and uh, watch some of the drills go on. Of course, the format of it has changed since then because what everything's done now um, more towards the evening. Whereas mm. before back then, it was all during the day. But yeah. anyway, it would be done during the day, and then you'd walk into, uh, what is it, Prime up there? I can't remember the name of the restaurant. But you'd Probably. walk in there, and then, oh, there's the Dallas Brass having dinner. There's the Falcons Brass having dinner. St. There's so-and-so. Have, there's a couple spots. So that that's not the one I'm thinking of, but I won't put it out there. But, you know, everyone's having dinner, and this is where stuff is happening. At these meals, at these meetups, at these restaurants, these nice restaurants. Uh, and then once all, that's all done, you know, then it turns into a big, you know, everyone's just kind of mingling and stuff. So, well, but a lot of deals happen during this time. Here's, for instance, why I think that scares me. The thought of the thought of waiting to see how it pans out in the draft and then, you know, kind of scooting along from there. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's kind of come out through Sports Illustrated and a couple of uh, Fox Sports outlets that Sam Howell is actually sought out by, by a couple of teams. Like, there's a couple of people calling Washington about Sam Howell. Now, with Washington at two, let's just say that they're fielding calls on draft day and they, Caleb Williams just falls in their lap, right? Maybe they, maybe they you know, value him and maybe he falls in their lap. Maybe there's a trade put together. I don't know, right? But then all of a sudden, if you get through it in your Atlanta Falcons and you look back and the Sam Howell's floated out there or maybe Geno Smith, there's a number of questions about the Seattle starting quarterback. It just gets to a point where you're like, dude, we, are, is one of these guys going to be this backup situation where you're like, man, that's the backup plan. Like, I, I'm that would be not good for us. Well, Weish also had this to say on if Michael Penix could get back in the first round if he has a good showing at the combine. I think it depends on the team and, and the and the you know and his medical. You know, we we know he's, he's had the knee injuries, and if it's one of those things where the medical the medical is going to probably scare some teams off, other teams would be in. But like Brock Purdy has changed the evaluation of these quarterbacks who've played for four and five years because they come in, they're, they're more refined. They can recognize defenses. They, they understand, and having a mature guy as your quarterback doesn't hurt. You know, a lot of these quarterbacks coming to the league at 20 or 21, they're still young. You know, they're still young men. You know, Brock Purdy came in. He looks like a kid, but he's a mature guy. And, and so I think the evaluation of somebody like Michael Penix could change a little bit. Let me say something. I don't know if there's ever been a more disrespected human being on the face of the earth in sports than Brock Purdy. Even when he's That's, getting complimented, you, you need, he, 
He gets you, you went a little too deep. He gets that, hit. I agree with hey, you. he's he's gonna be happy about that when he's in his forties, and hopefully his. Look, I, I Steve Steve did not mean that in any no, way disrespectful, but it just cracks me up because every time someone says something nice about Brock Purdy, they still get a shot in. It seems like, but that's an interesting quote right there. That these four year guys are are players that teams are interested in because of the growth they have. The understanding, like they're not gonna come in and read NFL right. defenses. But they have a better understanding because they've seen more. Concept. Conceptually. Yeah. Bo yeah. Nix is a guy he mentioned. Also, I'm not out on Sam Howell like you are. I don't think that Sam Howell is the bum that people think. Uh, I think there was a lot of things wrong in Washington. Not saying everything was his, that he was his fault. He took too many sacks. I'm not out on him, though. I, and I think his, he would fit the kind of system that these guys could run in uh, here. The Dell McGee era is underway at my alma mater, Georgia State. Mm. Let's hear from the new head coach on the other side. We'll also get a TV's timeout, and I'll tell you how I blew up the guys in the group chat. You know, just had to be matter of fact. Threw that grenade behind you on the way out. <laughs> and then I peaced out. <laughs> That's next year on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Mornings on the game means more of the morning shift. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Ain't that some back home, buddies in a field, mud on the wheels. Yeah, ain't that some thick smoke, Silverado tearing up a two-lane road. Ain't that some C-O-U-N-T-R-Y, we've been doing since we was yay high. There's folks out there in T-R-Y, this, man, ain't that some that you hate to grow up and miss. Hey, stay with us here on the morning shift because later on in the show, we are giving away a four pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage Wednesday. That's going down on March 6th at Gas South District. Are you? Well, I know my, my ode today is uh, is a wrestling. My top five Tuesday is. Is to wrestling? Is to wrestling. Well, you know, you can get tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com or you can stay with us here on the show and I'll announce when you can call in to try to win those but I just started talking there. I thought that somebody had flipped our f- format to country. Let breathe. And, uh, and I didn't know. I was like, am I supposed to leave now? <laughs> do I, what do I do with my I love it, man. It's good you stuff. You can leave any time. No, I'm just kidding. Well, the Del McGee <laughs> era at Georgia State is fully underway, and he held his introductory press conference at Georgia State yesterday, and it's going to be a fun start to this season. First off, I've coached 21 plus years in the state of Georgia. My teeth are cut in the state of Georgia. Atlanta is the best city in the nation. And just the high schools in the Atlanta area, along with the quality coaches that Georgia has, this job is a, with a five hour radius in the states that butt up against Georgia. We have plenty of student athletes that we can acquire, identify and develop. And that's the plan, is to make sure that everything aligns with our vision uh, of identifying, uh, developing, and then making them the best versions of themselves. That's exactly mm. what you want to hear as a Georgia State alum. Are you excited? I am excited about yeah. this season. Yeah. But 21 years of coaching experience. And then, by the way, his son, uh, Travis, or Austin, excuse me, uh, signed with Georgia State back in December. So. You know, I, I'm I, I, about this. I had a chance to sit on the other side of the table from Dell uh, when he was recruiting when I was high school coaching. Um, and, and it's it's crazy looking back because, you know, it's 
I was up in Cobb County, and we also we had Del McGee that would 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 ride through there, and also Javaris Robinson would uh, also come recruit there when he's at Alabama. So uh, I've had a chance to listen to his uh, recruiting tactics, man. He's 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 a unique guy. He definitely has the riz, like the kids uh, like to good you know, motivator. Yeah, good motivator. So I'm excited for what the future holds for them. Uh, you know, uh, not great situation as far as Elliott's uh, departure, but uh, you know, excited for Del McGee and the opportunity in front of him. So I know he'll he'll get it done. And he was our top target after. Yeah, Sean Elliott decided to um, to step down and then leave for South Carolina. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm excited for him. I mean, it, I think that Georgia State job is – look, it's a world better than what it was when Sean Elliott got there. And I, and I think that Del McGee will only kind of continue to grow that. Uh, I'm not sure how he's looking at this, whether this is, you know, a job that he's that, – that fits him because of where it is and it's somewhere he wants to be for 15 years – or if it's something that, hey, you know what, I can I can prove that he said he's cut his teeth in Georgia and maybe this is another opportunity for him to cut his teeth as a head coach and then take another step there and go get, you know, a power five job. I'm not sure. I don't think it matters. You know, it's enjoy it as it is, and I'm sure um he's gonna, you know, learn learn a lot of, of the the little nuances of being the head guy. So I'm I'm excited for him and and the Georgia State program. Yeah, I'm just excited about the future of the program. Again, when I was in school, not to date myself, we didn't have a football team, so <laughs> so <laughs> we've come a long I'm way. Trying to think, in, uh, they in, say he's the fourth really head coach, time, so. fourth head coach in Georgia State program uh, history. I think that's what they said. Yes, uh, at his I press believe so. so um, it's kind of unique that it's. But, um, like you said, it's like 25 years ago. They didn't know. Cough. <laughs> you know, that's they didn't have there. But How long have they had a program? You know what? Tiffany, didn't, they didn't have, well, I can't say anything. Let's Kennesaw State TV's didn't have one out. when I was there. So. Let's do a TV's timeout. Leave me alone. <laughs> now listen up. Now let's take a look at what's going on in Tiffany's world. This ain't fun. With TV's timeout on the morning shift. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repair. Call 678-902-2000. I will not be disrespected, but I mm. will do some disrespecting. Oh, and so always. Yesterday, <laughs> I was on, as you all know, working in the sports field. I always talk about these group chats. I'm in an all-man group chat for this show. I'm in an all-man group chat for my college football crew at CBS and an all-man group chat for my NFL CBS crew. And now in life, I have my uh, group of my guy friends. Me and my girlfriends don't do group We don't do group chats. We just don't. Why, so, why, why don't you like having girlfriends? No, I, I, <laughs> I do. I'm actually going out with some of them this Friday. But I happen to be in another, find myself somehow in another all-dude group chat. So this one's not work-related. Well, I'm not in it anymore because I hit the exit button. You ever left a group chat before? It's very dramatic. Oh, for sure. I it says Tiffany have. has left the group chat. I had to leave an Alabama football group chat uh, during the fall. It's too I, much. Oh, dude. I like the th- I yeah, couldn't take it. No one leaves quietly. No. Every time no. someone yeah. leaves a group chat, they give a... <laughs> Blank you message, and then you see <laughs> so and so has left the group chat. So, hey, so, that's so true. These guys, and I knew you can't even respond, right? They've left. Look, Sorry, I yeah. know men, and I don't, I'm not, you know, well, I am putting you guys all in the same pot. You guys will behave certain ways, and there are certain ways that we are not as, as women privy to. And I actually, I don't want to be privy to it because I'm going to if you guys are talking about a chick in this chat i'm going to let you know that you're wrong 
because you are wrong. And in this case, my guy friends were very wrong. One of them, I hope he's not listening this morning, was severely late for a date. <laughs> and he Did he been, have a good reason late, to be severely late? late is severely. Uh, hours. Oh, and so yeah. the, to the point where the date had to be canceled. Uh, that's, yeah, he deserves so, it. Hey, he I got to ask some details. Out. To okay. pick her up or like to meet her I at the place? to meet her. Oh, man, that's a dude. But she ended up not even going, but she still met with him the next day. That's how bad it is out here in these streets because that wouldn't be grounds for dismissal for forever. But anyway, so that's... First date, <laughs> second date? That would have been the third... That would have been the second date he was... So they had a first date. Late for the second date that then didn't happen, and then the third date that ended up happening, and then stuff just went south after that. I'll tell you, you stand me up for a second so, date. But the way in which the guys acknowledged he was wrong, but this girl kind of in a way, without saying his name, publicly outing, outed him, right? Which I'm getting, it's so funny. It's a little cold. I don't want to give too many details because I don't want to promote something that, you know, but it's, it's hilarious, by the way. They're doing Just like it on the they've done, they they posted it. They're, there's going to be a video alive about the date. Oh, yes. Are they going to tag him on it in the social? So. Like an that IG would live. Be, that'd be messed the up. Spirits were so bad, right? Oh yes. For her, and so I, I hope he's not listening. I hope my phone doesn't light up. So anyway, in the group chat, they're roasting this girl. I wake up yesterday, as you guys know, I slept like trash. So I woke up, and I said, you know what? I'm going to choose violence this morning. It's two thirty in the morning. I look at what they have been talking about. I did not like that because I'm always going to be a girl's girl. So I just casually said within the group chat, the confidence in here is mind blowing. The confidence of these guys is mind blowing. And then I left the chat. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that. So they had somewhat been lightly roasted. Um, Maybe depending on what you think the severity of that roast was. Apparently it was severe to some of them individually they all reached out throughout the day had to just, check check, on you. just checking in checking on you. well they had to in- reach out individually they couldn't okay. reach out through the group so, chat anymore i was gonna say the visual i get is her tiffany walking out these double doors and pulling the pin on a grenade and throwing it behind her yeah it, yeah that's um that's actually a perfect visual yeah, yeah. but you know what you know how it's right you guys she had to get talk- the message before yeah. she left who are you guys to be talking about this girl like this like what so I, I, I popped off, threw the grenade, and, just, and left the chat. I'm going to tell you but, something. But last night, we, I got a phone call from one of the guys, and he just basically was saying, damn. Right. <laughs> so, so what happened is what? these guys were like, this chick is a six. And you were like, yo, y'all are all fives. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for anybody that listened in the car, like, I'm assuming that's exactly what happened. But, but here's the deal. I've I've walked in on a group of girls talking about people before, and I've and I've been a part of a group chat with guys. Uh, hold on, let me let me finish. Be very careful. I'm, with your I'm going to word. tell you something. You get a group of the same sex together, and it doesn't matter, guys or girls. They are going to pick you. You'll walk in. Yeah. Though you'll walk in uh, Brad Pitt in his prime, and the girls will be like, yeah, nose is a little narrow. I don't know about, I don't know. The pants don't fit tight. But then on the reverse, you walk in, um, name a girl, uh, 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 Mike, the hottest girl you think of right now. Jennifer Aniston in her prime, and the guys will be like, yeah. I don't know, man. No. Like, kind of like Courtney Cox's hair look, better. Look. Like, no, no, just stop. In none of my girl, if we don't, I guess, I'm trying to think of one group chat that they may have had. 
we, you guys might roast physical stuff or want to chime about physical stuff because you people are visual people and <laughs> people, as long as it's sparkly. <laughs> Men, and, but we, yeah, I might say this dude showed up in slides. This dude showed up in a t-shirt. We may talk about it that way. But you can change clothes. If you hook them, you can stage an intervention. You can change his fashion. But you can't change someone's, like, body. And I think that is a oh, low they blow. Were on the, they were, yeah, okay, they were on the physical traits. And that was where you drew the line. That's right. I drew the you line. You were like, look, I'm a girl's I can talk girl, about pub subs this. and cargo shorts, but if y'all started talking about, you know, yes. cankles, then I'm out. Can, we, out. can, we, yeah. can we be honest with ourselves, though? Their mistake was not making fun of her cankles. It was doing it in the group chat you were a part of. <laughs> That That's right. yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, none of the other ones would bat an eyelid. Morgan and Morgan, my friends may want to call them now. Uh, if you're injured, <laughs> hire Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. When we come back here on the morning shift, hey, let's get back to those Falcons and the possibility that maybe they could make a move to get Jaden Daniels. That's next here on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Don't touch that dial. This is the morning shift. All of them are really, really hot. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I mean, you just, you, you, you complained about the music. You just went to a Dwight Yoakam concert. Like, what are you looking for? Is this Dwight Yoakam? It's close enough. No, it ain't. Look, I want to say something. Dwight Yoakam is a honky-tonk man. I like country music, and I'm glad that Beyonce has given me the power <laughs> oh, to say that. I've always I even, liked it. I ain't even. But I listen, I listen to everything, to be honest. So yeah. Anyway, I, I don't I'll get to get that off my chest publicly. Um <laughs> If I, I caught the a song's wound. got I, us in our feels now, I know, Mike. I caught you a wound in the middle field. of the break, man. My, you did. My, my son, who is three, 
FaceTimed me from my wife's phone. They're on their way to work and daycare. This. And he said, Daddy, we don't want you to go to work anymore. And I was like, well, buddy, that's uh, something Daddy has to do. And then he asked me if I was in the basement, um, which is, yeah, sometimes – Sometimes when I have to do like a like a call or something, when I'm hopping on a, a show with somebody or doing you know like a Zoom call, that's when I, I like, hey, Daddy's gonna go down to go to work real quick in the basement. So he thinks so you're in, in the, the basement. basement. But yeah, he was that was really sad, man. Just face him, he's like, Daddy, we don't want you to work anymore. I'm like, buddy, look. Uh, first of all, this is <laughs> I think it's a little just bit pull aggressive. Just aside, be like, hey, do you like milk? I, it, hey, one of these days I'm he's gonna. Golly, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I love kids. <laughs> one of these days he's gonna get to be like. 15 or 16 and be like yeah this is hardly working buddy i got, I got news for you this is, yeah. you're gonna find out what work is at some point in your life and this is uh this is borderline to say the least uh, tiffany's living proof that loving kids and being good with them are two different things yeah okay buddy um, you like drinking this milk you like this food yeah well, hey, do you, are you, is that what your dad said to you no, <laughs> donnie b was like oh yeah oh yeah little tiffy no you like that you like those you like cheerios those chicken nuggets you had last night kid <laughs> Yeah, no, Donnie D was always that. really nice. I was the, I was. I, t- I, I told Tiff. You were you. I was, I was me. I said, Tiff, don't judge my dad voice that I'm about to use. I didn't talk judge very, you. Talk very softly to my children. You know, it's it's uh it's not not quite down here. When I was uh when I was coaching, it was always right here. And then I would see my kids and I'm like, hey, buddy. <laughs> People would be like, who who are you, man? But isn't yeah. isn't there not that you should talk to them in your coach voice? But there is research in talking to them. As if they were many adults. No, we we ha- we did. We uh we actually had that conversation about six months ago where it, it you had to pivot from baby talk to get into like toddler speech, you know. Yeah. But but it just comes along it's, when they can start talking. Then you tell them you, know you got to go to work. Maybe yeah. that's uh that's not how kids get along with me. I, I talk to them normal because yeah. I was. It's funny. It's, well, y'all are on the same you know. Plane. Well, it's funny because uh <laughs> we were at we were at Cancun's <laughs> no last night and uh, uh don't drive by one that of one disrespect. of um one I'm not gonna even bind it. What, <laughs> This you want to hear more disrespect? One of our friends from our neighborhood, uh, the 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 mom came in with her two daughters, and I obviously know the dad pretty well. And one of the daughters goes, "My daddy's taller than you." And I looked at her and oh I said, God. "I did." I took my hat off and I go, "Yeah, but I got more hair." <laughs> and Amy's face was like, "Ding, round one." Are you serious? Like you're talking with a little girl like that? I don't give a damn. I got more hair than our dad. Yeah, that's hard. That's, I hope yeah, he that's knows. Hard. That's <laughs> hard, man. Flashbacks to the Peyton Manning SNL. Yeah. Play yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was so good. Oh, boy. All right. Dylan, because we get so sidetracked sometimes, did I already say Zero Res? No. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to do it right now. This hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. Well, Chief National Reporter for NFL Network, Steve Weiss, he joined Dukes and Bell yesterday, and he told the guys that he has been told that the Falcons will be aggressive when it comes to moving up in the draft and drafting their QB. I I was told even before we had Terry on the show that they were going to be aggressive going to get their quarterback. So to me, the aggression is moving up in the draft to get a guy they like. Now, are you going to be able to get one of the top three teams to come off the pick? Because they all need quarterbacks. So what does that mean? It probably means getting up to four where Arizona is just so nobody can leapfrog you if they decide to do that. I don't think someone like Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins is the first option. I don't know. I don't have any science that Mm -hmm. Jerry Fontenot sure didn't make me feel like that was the case. I think all things are on the table, though. I think they understand they've got a roster that is playoff worthy. They just got to upgrade a quarterback. Again, my first 
first inclination is that they're going to go out and try to get a young guy. But if that doesn't work, then maybe they make a move for a veteran if one's available. That's the predicament because Chicago may decide to make a move for Justin Fields quickly. Or when free agency starts, somebody may make a move for Kirk Cousins quickly. So then that really narrows things down for the draft because just the veteran free agents and players available for the trade, even including Russell Wilson, takes a step down. Mm. I have seen a number of reports, too, that there could be a move for Justin Fields as early as this week with everybody. Like Tiff's point, you go out to dinner at the Combine and people start having these conversations, and it's like all of a sudden that needs to be the first domino to fall, doesn't it? I mean, that, yeah. that, that kind of is the – that's the first step in this offseason, is it not? Well, it is, but they also – remember Chicago made this bold statement that somehow came out of their building from Ryan Poles or someone in, in their office and said, well, we're going to have a decision by like the end of Combine week, which – is yeah. exactly what we yes. talked about earlier is what happens during combine week. You find out you find out what value is, how many people want him, what you can get for him. And all these. Also, you get to meet with Caleb Williams, and you get to meet with him. You, that's the other thing that, like, and, and Steve said it at some point in this interview, he's like, dude, the workouts don't matter, like, for quarterbacks in these things. Because the guys, the, the top three are going to throw at their pro days. The other guys, they need guys to just throw to the receivers out there. He goes, but... But the number one thing is these meetings. You get to sit down finally after all this time. You get to sit with Caleb Williams, and you get to find out a little bit about him and a little bit into who he is. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I've been I've been trying to rack my brain. Maybe you guys can help me with it. What would be the value in 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 holding off on a decision other than trying to find the best trade partner? And I think that obviously there's something to that. But as far as Justin Fields is concerned. I think that if Chicago is wanting to do right by Justin Fields, they need to make the decision soon, right? It, like, if they're going to get rid of him, you should probably know by the end of combine week, right? Well, if yeah. they're going to draft a guy, you should know by the end of you combine should, week. Yeah. If not, that go ahead sense. and stake your claim on him and say, look, like, like I, hey, this is our guy, much in the way that Kyler Murray and Arizona's, uh, you know, social media d- team did over the uh, over the last couple of days. And don't so. forget that they traded the number one pick last year. I want to say the week after the combine or maybe the week. I think it was the week. might have been right before free agency started. It might have been the Friday of tampering because um, our show hadn't started yet. I know. I was still doing Dukes and Bells. I remember when the, tr- when the trade went down and I was like, man, you know, Carolina gave up way, uh, you know, uh, uh, right. too much. The house. Um and so it was after they had gotten at the combine. I'm going to check the date real quick, but it was around. And but the Justin Fields thing this year is very similar. It's the first domino. It will happen before free agency, and then there are a couple of teams that are looking for for veteran quarterbacks for their teams. And now they're going to know where they can go and who's available. If that makes sense. One of those teams could end up being the Falcons. That's something that Weish talked about. If they decide to go for a veteran quarterback. And he answered if Baker Mayfield would be a good option for the Falcons again when he joined our Dukes and Bell. I tell you what, if he's available the first day of free agency, I could see Atlanta being played with Baker Mayfield. He 
played in a system like Zach Robinson. Remember when he came right. to L.A.? And he was really good. I mean, he came in with four or five games left, started on a week's worth of practice, and was really good. And I think what Dave Canales did with him down in Tampa last year, his confidence now is probably where it should be. So I think Baker Mayfield would actually be an excellent fit. I don't know if it's going to happen, but Tampa, if they want to compete and roll with it one more time with that roster that they have, which is aging, they better lock him up because first day of free agency, he might be gone. I, I First of all, if you're in your car listening, and I'm going to challenge everybody in the studio to do the same thing, just take a deep breath and take five seconds before you really make a decision on what you would think of Baker Mayfield in a Falcons uniform. Because I think, I think immediately you have probably felt a certain way about him playing against you twice last year or however many times in the past and saying, this is I feel a certain way about Baker Mayfield or he has a certain ceiling or he is this or he is that. I got to be honest with y'all. I'd be okay with it. Ding. You got to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. I got to be honest with you. I'd be okay with it. And not only that, if I'm Baker Mayfield, I don't know how much I'm, I'm scratching and clawing to go back to Tampa. I know he said before that, like, uh, you know, I, I want to be in Tampa. If Mike Evans is out and Dave Canales is out, uh, it, 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 listen, I, I don't know. Eh. You know, it's not like your offensive line was great last year. If you're missing Dave Canales and all of a sudden you're missing your number one, dude, I would have a – I would look all around. I would say I'm out too. Well, <laughs> look, Godwin's still good, and you know that, Tiffany. You got to cover yes, him. Kate yes. Otten's good. Yes. You got to cover him. Um, Rashad White is good. You're getting the – you're getting a guy from the Rams. The uh, – what's our guy's name uh, that came over this going over the OC that was like – I think he was the pass game coordinator or run game coordinator or something there in, in L.A. Um, so, so, so you're going to be familiar with him already. Personally, I've defended Baker Mayfield a lot. I thought, he, I thought he had a rough go at first in Cleveland because of the stuff, and a lot of people say the same about Justin Fields. I have no issues with Baker Mayfield coming here. He's a, he agitates me because he, he's got a little attitude, but that's no different Hot than – kettle. Mike, so like true. I said, that's he so agitates true, me a little bit. That is so true. But that's oh a guy God, you. That's spot on. But is he not the kind of guy you want on your team? There's no doubt. Yes, there's, there's no, no doubt. doubt. That attitude and that grit and that kind of trash talk that, that I think a lot of guys like to see from their quarterback, right? And 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 here's the thing, you're not going to overspend on Baker the way you would if you're trying to bring in Kirk Cousins. Absolutely, right? you're going to get value at that position and. I don't. I don't think you. I don't know that anybody right now is looking at him and saying, "Hey, he's the next ten years. He's our quarterback." But you get a little bit of a stopgap in order to kind of analyze more where you're at. And I just like, like I said, you can say all you want to about the run game coordinator being brought in from L.A. and all this other stuff. And and Godwin, if I'm looking and I'm Baker Mayfield and I see Zach Robinson here and I see the the you know the the solidified offensive line, I know some people don't think that. But I, I'm 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 giving a hard look to Atlanta, dude, and and he had a couple up close looks at him last year. Spotrack has his market value at four years, hundred eight million. That would average out to uh, twenty seven million a year. Which right now we're like, oh, here we go again. Here we go. That's that's half what you would have to pay of somebody else. You were safe. You'd be saving thirty six million dollars over two years compared to what Kirk Cousins would give you. And Baker can still move around. I mean, he's shifty, man. He made some runs against us. Remember that game last year? If he makes a run in Tampa, that puts him in range. Throws the pick, like, next play, but yeah. 
Stay with yeah. us here on the morning no. shift. Can you just not <laughs> for once? Because later on in the show, we are giving away a four-pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage. That is going down Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. But you have a chance to try to win four of them. If you stay tuned, I'll let you know when to call in. Up next here on the morning shift, more rule changes ahead for the NFL. We'll tell you what could be on the docket next. And is this the deepest running back free agent market that we've seen in a while? We'll discuss here. That's next when we go in the huddle on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Getting your day started. Go ahead. With the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings. Within the huddle on the morning shift. Psych. I uh, knew I was supposed to read a different read. What sorcery is Gosh, this, Tiff? darn. Let's try again. Can I play the music again? Day Day, don't. sorcery don't, is Day Day, you give me these judgmental looks. You did. You did. Like, be better. And I'm sorry. I let, I let the team down. From a healthier weight to more energy, when you switch your dog's food to the farmer's dog, the effects can feel magical. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. Yes. I love it. Day like, you need to let the music breathe, Tiffany. You need to land. You need to stick the landing with your reeds. So I'm going to be better, Day Day. I promise. Okay. Could this be the deepest running back free agent market we've seen in a while? Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard are all expected to become free agents in what promises to be a star-studded running back market. This is what sources told ESPN on Monday. So the Las Vegas Raiders, they will attempt to re-sign Jacobs, but they are not expected to tag him. That is per league sources, uh, especially with his franchise tag costing $14 million or over that. The New York Giants will speak with Barkley and explore a deal with him, but they are also unlikely to tag him for upwards of $12 million. And the Dallas Cowboys are not expected to use the same $12 million tag for Tony Pollard again, sources telling ESPN. We'll uh, get I, to Derrick Henry in a minute. Yeah, I expect Josh Jacobs to have a chance to re-sign there in Vegas because um, once uh, our boy um, – What's the old coach there? I can't, is it? Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I don't know why I just blanked on him. When Josh, Josh McDaniels was gone, he was happy. Him and Antonio Pierce, uh, they were on the same page, and he's been a very good running back there. So I would think that Antonio Pierce wants to try to keep him. Maybe they're already working on something. That's why they're not going to – I could be wrong. Uh, the Saquon Barkley stuff, I just don't know. I don't know. Well, let me jump in here about the um, uh, the Josh Jacobs stuff because I knew he wanted to be there. We had the week one when they mm-hmm. were – you know, coming on the heels of all of the, what, 
little bit, not drama, I should say. No, it was drama. It was bit, yeah, it was, it was drama. drama. Was probably the better word, best word to use. But he wanted to be there. He was doing a number of crazy different offseason trainings. So I think he did find his footing again with that team. And then, as you mentioned now, having Antonio Pierce there being happy. Okay, on to Saquon. I just don't know. I don't know what the Giants are supposed to do. I know that they love him there. Like, the ownership loves him. Uh, he's, he's a model citizen. He is. But he doesn't. Sorry, Mike. He doesn't stay healthy a lot. He's been has some injury plagued seasons. Why, why am I catching strays? Because every time I say that, you you go you go, be careful, be careful. <laughs> you do. You and do. so I'm just gonna go ahead and you know clarify that. To be honest, I, I'm not. I don't know where New York is. Like I'm so confused on where they are. They've got a good coach. I think their quarterback situation seems to be a little up in the air. Do you resign Saquon because you need Saquon? If because Daniel Jones is gonna be there another year because of the money. So. I just don't know what they're what they do there. I think Saquon could go to another team that maybe had a second option, and he could just you know imagine him in like Dallas with the way their offense is set up right now. But the the thing is, is if you're the Giants, can you afford to give him all this money when he hasn't showed he can stay healthy? No, you can't. You can't, you can't afford to do that. And 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 I think that goes for this list on here that I see about eight other guys, I think that goes for a lot of them. I mean, we're talking about Gus Edwards. We're talking about J.K. Dobbins, Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon, DeAndre Swift. All those guys have had their share of it, and that's just the nature of the beast of the running back position. And honestly, looking at this list, I feel sorry for these guys because guess what? They all ain't going to land places. But can we just talk about the outlier from this list? Derrick Henry? Yeah. Okay, because the Titans, according to sources, uh, are not uh, going to tag him. So, and you think he, he's an outlier? Why? Because he's done it consistently. He has yeah. come back from injuries in the past, but, but the longevity and just I'm trying to look at everybody on this list, but even just the physical nature, if you're just looking at him. Oh, he's this, a stud. He's just like uh, the height, you know, skill set that he brings as well. He's a bigger dude. Like, again, I've explained how I've been next to him, talked to Derek a n- number of times. And it's like talking to a, a, a linebacker a or a def- <laughs> even maybe even a defensive end. Yeah. Like so, and I see the work that he puts in during the off season as well. I don't know. I feel like health wise, he's still got it. I know that he still believes that he's still got it, and there's no reason to doubt that he doesn't have it. I, I don't think there's any doubt that he has it. Um, he is 30, and I I think the question you have to ask yourself on the open market is, can we draft somebody in the third or fourth round that can give us? 80% of the value that he's going to give us for a tenth of the price. The thing about Derrick Henry to me is 15, 16, 16, 15, 16, 8, 16, 17. That's the games he's played in in his career each season. He, to Tiffany's point, the reason he's so can, you know, he's consistently healthy because he's a freak of nature. Exactly. He is a durable freak of nature. And I mean that in with all, I mean, that is like the, a, a high compliment. He could go down as one of the greatest running backs ever if he could continue to stay healthy for maybe three or four more years. I, I think he's already and he's already there. So if I'm uh if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm calling I'm calling him. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey man. You wanna could come? Could you imagine him on Baltimore? Oh, yeah. I could. I could. <gasps> and I that's why I'm like Lamar. Because I mean imagine they had him against Kansas City. I just City. got so excited. Uh I can imagine him mean, if I was him, I'd probably go to Dallas. With their offensive line, mm. the ability they have up front, their guards are unbelievable. That sounds good and all, but again, it's Dallas, and I feel like there's too many guys. What if he went to San Francisco, just... and they they had the dual the true mm. dual threat nah, thing? 
No. Mm. Too many guys you have to feed. Too too many. I think too Baltimore would be the perfect spot for him. Uh, hey, this from Ian Rappaport. He just tweeted this. The Bucks are releasing former Pro Bowl pass rusher Shaq Barrett, a source said, clearing cap space with important contract decisions ahead. Yeah. Hint, he, hint. he was also due $15 million, I think, in a bonus next Ooh. month. Um, hey, 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 Ra. <laughs> you on the phone. Go on ahead, Terry. <laughs> Go on ahead, Terry. <laughs> I mean, I am in this. I am in this. I don't care. Bring in every guy. Look, I, I went through the um, the edge pass rushers that are available this uh, free agency and the top ten. And you look at the. You know, you've got Brian Burns, Daniil Hunter, Josh Allen, Darius Smith, Jonathan Grenard, who I love, hometown guy. Um, you know, Chase Young and Jadavian Clowney. I don't even. I don't put. I don't think they're up there. But you had now you had Shaq Barrett and Leonard Floyd to that. They're out there. To the rule changes now. The NFL adopted new rules for fair catches on kickoffs last year, and one of the league's top, one of the league's top executives said Monday that there will be another proposed change coming this year. Executive Vice President of Football Operations Troy Vincent said that there is no question that a proposal is coming this offseason. Last year's rule change, which gave teams the ball at the 25-yard line if they call a fair catch. Inside the 25 led to just 22% of kickoffs being returned. And the league's goal is to see that number go up. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's the most exciting play in football when it happens, right? When you have a kickoff when, return yeah. and 20% of the time being returned is just not, it's not acceptable. They have to find a middle ground, right? And I know that there was a talk about them adopting, to if you got your XFL sweater on today, whatever the XFL or UFL or whatever the, the rules XFL, were, yeah, the, yeah. Where, the, you know, where, the, where the cover team is already down there. Um, and I know there was talk of that. That's they're not even using those. I, from from what I understand, the UFL will not be using those rules. So, I don't know. There, there's got to be a nice middle ground. There has to be. You know, I don't. I think the the Alliance League was like a, you could you could try an onside play. Uh, I think it was where you could actually run a play on like fourth and fifteen from your own forty or whatever. So there, there's going to be something out there. And this is to me one of those things that will forever change. I don't think they're ever going to get to a point where they're going to say this is perfect because. Year in and year out, there's going to be more data. There's going to be more activity and, and all these things going on. So I'd be interested to see where the road leads with this rule change, but it's it's never going to be perfect for them, I don't think. This hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, clean. I, for one, am a fan of seeing you two try to scheme against each other. It's quite comical. Yeah. And Mike will get to tee off first. What you got for Mike? I got up? Top 5 Tuesday. We mentioned it early in the week. Sting. The, the, the wrestler is retiring this Again. weekend. Right? He's retiring after four decades in the sport. He's going to retire this weekend. So I had to come up with my top five Tuesday list of all-time greatest professional wrestlers. You're not going to want to miss this. I don't think Bo is going to like it very much. More than just sports talk. This is the morning shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 929 The Game. It's time to rant. Excuse me. It's time to rage. It's time for Mike'd Up on the Morning Shift. Woo! Top five Tuesday on Mike'd Up. It got uh, it's going to get a little bit hairy right here. I can already tell you right now because I don't like the look in Bo's eye. No, some people just aren't good at scheming. Like, I ambushed you guys on Valentine's Day because yeah. I'm good at scheming. I don't care scheming. about it. I don't care if you know what I'm up to. It doesn't mean you know what I'm doing. I don't <laughs> like the crazy I – sh- I shouldn't have forewarned you. I was like, you know, I'm going to take this all the way 
to this segment before I tell him what the Top 5 Tuesday topic is. By the way, Ding, it is top professional wrestlers of all time. Uh, An ode to my favorite, and I'll, I'll give this away, my favorite is Sting. He's retiring this weekend. He's not on my top five list. I tried to be objective about this. I tried to look at it and say, personality-wise, commanding the ring, presence, uh, entrance music, all the above, persona. I tried to go there. All right. I am not. I've, I've been. I've been flipping back and forth. I'm not going to do an honorable mention before I start the list. We'll do it afterward. <laughs> all right. Because I don't want to give anything away. Well, we maybe, maybe. We, we'll we'll, we'll maybe? see if we have time. What do you mean maybe? We're not going to just commit to things we don't know we can follow through with. Well, I know that I can follow through with not doing an honorable mention first. Well, I, just, <laughs> I, know I don't that know I can do what this. you have schemed up. I know right. you do your thing. Let's see All what right. happens. Let's start from the top. Five. Number five. All right, here's, here's what we got. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the, the height and weight and where they're hailing from. All right, you ready for this? At six foot five, 260 pounds, coming from Miami, Florida. Any guesses? The Rock. Everybody just breathe it on in. Is cooking. I love it. That's not corporate rock, I don't think either. I, I think that's like the nation of rock. domination. Was rock there any music. better pop? Any better pop than when this man comes out to this music, raises that eyebrow, and drops the people's elbow on you? The rock coming in at number five. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's um, dude, don't just do stop. Do not dare try to tell me he's not a top five for us. No, I think he might be. He could be low on some people. He might be a little low on that not list compared to him. Okay. I, I don't, I don't disagree fair. with his top five. I don't disagree that he's at five. Yeah. Um, I know who <laughs> number one and two should be, and if they're not it, then you're going to have issues. <laughs> don't y'all oh, dare no. try to subcategory me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just waiting you... on Tiff to be like, there's a, like a top five I'm from not, the Attitude Era I'm and not. from WWE and WWF. You know what? And Keep WWF. your list going. Keep Can it we moving. Top five from the New World Order. Keep and top five moving. from uh, the okay. Money Nitro era. Um, let's go. Everybody go with the Yeah. No, everybody's good yes, with it. That's fine. Yes. All right, let's move on. Number four. Number four. All right, hailing out of, I believe, Charlotte, North Carolina. Rick Flair. Six foot one, <laughs> 243 pounds. Woo! An Atlanta and Charlotte staple, Ric Flair, the nature, boy. Staple. the nature boy, the nature boy, the nature boy, a 50 year career in professional wrestling, uh, the, the figure four himself, the four horsemen, Ric Flair, that had to be on the list. All right, let's work through these. Let's Come on now. Let's no, no, I, so I'm not going to leave you any time at the back of my segment. See, here's so the thing. I'm trying to do something very cool for your segment All and right. maybe, maybe get a little pub, but if you won't just work through this <laughs> list. All right, let's move on. Number three. Number three, guys. We're going to go to somebody that's probably number one on most people's list. And I think to, to Tiff's point earlier about some of the heights and weights on here, he's built at six foot seven, 302 pounds. Um, I don't know that you'll be able to guess just based on that. But his ring hometown uh, when he enters the ring is Hollywood, California. Well, that's... Six um, foot seven. <laughs> I mean, that's, Hogan. that's Hogan. That's Hogan. He used to be. Play the music, J.D. <laughs> But that's 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 the uh, that's 
regular Hulk Hogan. This That's Hulkamania like, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I didn't do the Hollywood, you know, electric guitar and all that because I think Hollywood Hogan's his own persona. It is. No, it's, uh, there's two different. There are two different. Right. To me, there are two different I wrestlers. Agree. I completely agree completely with that as well. Completely agree. You know, Hollywood Hogan had the old sprayed-on black beard. You know what I mean? Well, I he might be. Might be the ultimate hill. Yeah, he might be actually. That, that, one of the greatest moments in that. history. Yeah. yeah. That's who uh, Tiffany thinks she is sometimes, but she's not. He ain't six foot seven, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, he's bigger than you think. He's a, I, he's I know he's a big dude. I'm going to be curious to see what you think about this next hide and wait. Let's move on. Number two. Number two. This guy is billed from Houston, Texas at six foot ten, 309 pounds. I he's, think that you know who it is. Probably. He's billed from Houston. Are you sure he's not billed from parts unknown? He might be. Or Death that's Valley. He might be. Or Death, Death Valley, because that's, that's The Undertaker, that's baby. Play the music, baby. Go ahead and turn the lights out. Turn the lights out in your room right now if you're in the office. Turn the lights out. Maybe flicker the lights so you get a little lightning bolt with it. It's the greatest entrance it's in the history of wrestling. It's, it's the, the greatest, greatest It's the greatest character. Yes. It's the greatest Ooh. character in the history of I, professional yes. sports I, entertainment. It, 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 it might be the best character in the history of entertainment, period. It's, it's, and, and, by, and, and look, this is a guy that was so freaking committed to it that he wouldn't sign autographs. Like, he, no, for, he until he became... Um, uh, was it the the what do they call the uh, the American badass? I think you uh, day 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 man. That's my man. Um, until they did that, he was just straight lace. But yeah. when they brought back old school Taker, man, oh, that's the best. It's the all best. Right, let's get number one. Hang on, hang on. Do you? We all do you agree. Think you know? Do you think you know what number one is? Oh, oh. Yeah, I think it's Sting. Well, you already. I just told you it's not Sting. I told you I was trying to be objective. Uh, well, I uh, I think that you could go a couple different ways. I know. Let's move on to this next number. Number one. Number one, guys. I'm just going to tell you right now. Hailing out of Austin, Texas. Oh, of course. Six foot two, 252 pounds. Stone cold. And get a cold beer ready. Come on. I'm just going to tell you right now. The Undertaker definitely one of the best characters. But when you piece together actually wrestling... Having an entrance, having an attitude about it, and being a persona, Stone Cold was the guy. Well, this Stone Cold is an era in himself. He, he was one of the greatest pushers of the Attitude Era, but I don't. I think your list is really good. I'm it's good. It's strong. I'm very impressed. But what if I told you that I've seen a better 32. list out there? Day Day, re-rack it. Let's start at number five. Number five. I don't like this. He well, your segment. we're gonna we're gonna hijack this because at number five, his name they call him the Cerebral Assassin, the Game Triple H, H. comes yeah. in at number five, baby. Time to play the game. That's right. This is this guy owned it. <laughs> He was a villain. Sprayed, sprayed the water out of the water bottle. Well, I, you know, I put him around. in the heel Great category entrances. too. Yeah, he he could flip flop. He's 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 his longevity in the in the yes. in the sport's been crazy. I actually agree with you on one of your guys. Okay, this is my number four. 
number four. Is the man from Austin, Texas. You have him at number Stone four? Cold. That's right. Cold. That's, That's right. criminal. That's right. That is absolutely criminal. I can't believe you did that. Dude, trust me. You're, 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 I'm uh, curious to know who you're uh, three yeah, through I'm, one. I'm really, dude, I, dude, I'm struggling now. I'm struggling now. You have to have the Undertaker a little bit higher than me if you're gonna have if you're gonna have him at four. Number three, the movement that changed professional wrestling was partly because of the greatest heel of all time. Yes. Number three, Hollywood Hulk yeah, Hogan. Play the music. I mean, it was sick when he would come out to this. I could have put Hulk and Hollywood both and, on the list. And he had the, the big old belt yep. in NWO, and he would play the guitar on it. Keep it going, because I want to ask you the honor of my, because there's someone I was thinking of. Biggest iconic wrestler. Yeah. All right. I, I just, dude, I, I'm telling you right now, you could have had both Hollywood and Hulk. In your I don't disagree, but yeah. I knew that you weren't going to have Hollywood. Yeah. It's just because you're a nice guy. I'm a little bit of a, <laughs> a, of a, of a jerk. <laughs> Number two, though. A little more of a spray painter. Another yeah. guy we agree. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy we agree on, uh, and I had him at number two. Again, the greatest character ever in sports entertainment. Number two. The dead man. Play it. Oh, dead man. Dude, that one where the lightning bolt hits the coffin and the coffin goes up in flames. Yeah. When they buried him alive. Dude. Dude. What up? Oh, Remember the one where they buried alive. him alive and it struck the tombstone and his hand pops through the Dude. the grave? Oh, what a time to be alive that was. Okay, uh, let me guess some honor. No, wait, you have one more. I got one? number right. I got one more. Hurry he up. is the greatest in-ring entertainer Agreed. and wrestler to ever walk the face of the earth. Agreed. Probably he, the best athlete that ever wrestled. He made everyone better that ever wrestled with him. Let's get to number one. Number one. The heartbreak kid. John Michaels. You like a lot of the bad, the bad, the bad boys. Yeah. And, and don't forget, the Attitude Era started with DX, baby. DX started the Attitude Era. Okay. Listen, I had Shawn Michaels on my own. Okay. Did you have Booker T, Diamond? Uh, nope. Didn't Dallas. have DDP. Didn't have Booker T. Although I, I aggressive as DDP for uh, Halloween one year. You did. Um, I had Shawn Michaels. Heart Brothers, those were... Uh, you know like the one them. that really, I really struggled with was the Macho Man. I... I How? Yeah. That's why, that's why. Yeah, I really struggled. I just, I couldn't put, I couldn't put... Because I couldn't he was kind of evil. Off. You didn't really like, you don't really like the evil. He, it, like, I, and I, I, had a, I had a good video of, uh, I had a good video of one of his interviews pulled up that I was going to play, and it was like, let me tell you. And I was like, dude, this is well, so good, but I couldn't put him in the top five. Who had the better top five? No. That's what that's what you can call him wake up call. Oh, Come on. Dude. Which one? Step into a slim oh, Jim. Yeah. Watch your man. All right, look, we gotta go here. That's uh, fun, man. I love doing that kind of stuff. You can weigh in on these lists. Wake up call is next. Call us at 404-726-0929. We'll be right back here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 the game. What are the haps? Start the day the right way with the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. All right, all right. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
the 8 o'clock hour. It is brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer in your home today and start packing. It is time for the wake-up call. We want to hear from you. Call us at 404-726-0929. Maybe you want to weigh in on Top 5 Tuesday. I also do want to weigh in on Top 5 Tuesday okay. because Razor Ramon was also on the list. Yes, I know I ran on. through a couple guys before. I like all the evil, evil-esque bad, bad boys. Nothing, <laughs> nothing shocking about it. Either one of y'all uh, going with the heels. I, th- listen, th- it, there's a lot of tension in this room during the break. I didn't like the A lot of tension guys. in this room during the break. And I had to walk up to Bo and I said, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah, and you know what I Stop did? It. I gave you the DX symbol. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, oh man. Right, I, I just think it's fun conversation because it's our childhood. And we're all, I mean, even though Mike thinks he's Dylan's age, we're really all around the same age. Part of the youth. Um, part of the youth. But, but we were talking about the, the villain. Because like, all, all, all you guys are like villains most of their career. But I like them all. Because the range you have to show to be a villain. And, you know, and some of those guys were, were, were faces at, at, at some points in their careers. But for a majority of their career, they were heels. And the range you have to show to do that, to cut those promos. Range for some of us just comes natural. Yeah, I wish wish it was you. Oh, sure. <laughs> Shut your mouth. All right, let's go to the lines because we have full lines, and we got Manny in the car. Good morning, Manny. Oh, good morning. I can't wait for football season or something. I mean, we spent a long time talking about wrestling. Yes, sir. And, it's, and you know, it is funny. Squid, I don't know, buddy. You know these wrestlers by their height and their weight. I mean, when you can guess them that well, you spend a lot of time as a kid watching and wrestling. <laughs> I did. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I love it. Right. And the other thing is, I think the list, uh, okay, which I have no problem with, it really depends on your age. You're right. You guys are all around the same age and depends on your era. I mean, Abdullah the Butcher, Bobo Brazil, uh, Andre the Giant. I mean, when you go back a little further, yeah. there might be different guys because some of the guys you mentioned, I kind of know, but I wasn't really into wrestling at that point. And I didn't have a son, so. Yeah. But uh, good list. Uh, by the way, I think I'm trying to to enter the portal and transfer to uh, Team Tip, but she's not there enough. Uh-oh. Come on, Tip. You got to show up. He's got to put in his down. absentee ballot. Look, like... look. We stand strong. I think what three three now. So yeah, yeah. Come aboard. Maybe come a fourth aboard. if you can get that paperwork completed. Yeah, if you I can work on that portal. <laughs> Appreciate the call, Manny. Maybe you can do some better fundraising. You shut your mouth. All right. Good morning to Jason in Atlanta. What's up? Hey, guys. Um, honorable mention on tag teams. Okay. The Road oh. Warriors. Oh, right. And also, how did Bill Goldberg not get an honorable mention? His He was like the Mike Tyson of, of wrestling. He come out there and literally jackknife powerbomb all the way up to the Giant, which you got to think about that. That's impressive in itself. Being able to pick up a 500-pound man over your head and jackknife powerbombing, that has to get an honorable mention. Yeah. No, that's a great call. Um, I would say, and by the way, I would say that the the giant, Paul White, he could probably get an honorable mention as well. I think Mike game had a lot to do for me. The way you could work a mic and you're in ring. And and Goldberg wasn't great at that. Um, Also, you know, like a lot of the guys I mentioned could kind of do it all. And Goldberg – as much as I liked him, was kind of a one-trick pony. He'd go in there, he'd wrestle for four minutes at tops. He lived one wrestling life, and I think most yeah. of these guys probably lived two um, or three. But, you know, like the rowers, what a rush. I love that, dude. They're, 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 dude, I could talk about this all day. John Cena would have been a one. Yeah, John uh, Cena was good on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to Frank and McDonough. What's up, Frank? Hey, how's everybody doing? What's up, buddy? 
Hey, I can't believe neither one of y'all had this person on your list from Canada. When the crowd hears, you think you know me? Oh, oh they go berserk. You know, you know, Edge has the the yeah. best as far as entrance go. Yeah. I mean, and then honorable, then honorable mention. I mean, why not the um, NWO Wolfpack? When you hear that music going, and of course Vince McMahon himself, yeah. <laughs> the way we, he steps to the ring, you hear that corporate music. <laughs> we uh, we actually talked about X Pack uh, during when he flipped uh, from WWF to WCW and became part of the NWO. We were just talking about that during the break, man. That was one of the great eras. Oh, yeah, he man. was like the one, two, three kid, I think. Or yeah, the something. one, two, three kid, yeah. and then he goes to X Pac. Yeah, dude, it's oh god, that was so good. We're no, Edge was great. His interest was Peach good. Tree City now. Good morning, Tevin. Good morning, everybody. What's Mike happening? Mafia in the house. Wait, wait, wait. Quick question, Mike. Who's number five on your list? I didn't catch number five. Who's number, number five, five was The Rock. Okay, I completely agree with your list. Well, I like your list as well. I would have thought Rock was five or higher, or whatnot. But for anybody that doesn't agree with your or both list, just know your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> if you smell what the mafia is cooking. Boy, boy, have a good day. My mafia. That's funny. I love that, man. Good call. All right. Good morning, Chief. What's happening? Oh, snap. What's up, Chief? What do you mean, oh, snap? First of all, <laughs> you know, I love you and Bo, but both of y'all list was a little off. And I, maybe because I'm a little older, so I'm just a little older. So my fifth spot would have to go to Terry Funk. Okay. Terry Funk. Then, then, then I'm, I'm going with Richard Dragon Steamboat at number four. Oh, good one. Oh. And, yeah, and then I'm going with Stone Cold. Yeah. Stone Cold, then Undertaker, but then the man who who led the best fashion ever in professional wrestling, the Four Horsemen, Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo! It's true. I like that. That's why Chiefs are part of the nation. Well, look, man, I, he's got most of my list. Uh, his his first two were not part of my list, but those are the Ricky Steamboats. He's doing good. He's doing well. Nice work. We yeah. will say good morning to Skip. What's going on, Skip? The old Skip Tater. What's up, man? Let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something now. Here we go. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you. Now, I'm so glad. Tiffany, you know I love you. I love you. I, by the way, Tiffany, I like your hairstyle. You you, you, you went younger, so now you're princess queen. <laughs> you, you went younger. I like that. I like the braids. But I'm going to tell you, the list, man, between, I'm going to tell you, so when y'all start playing the list, man, you're not dry lips. I had to I had to pull over, man. I was rattling people at the bus stop. Just, oh, I was just, oh. Y'all just had me going crazy, man. Hey. But I'm going to tell you something. But I'm going to tell you something. The list, the list, man, I like both of them. I'm old school, too, but I'm I'm still new school when it comes to wrestling. And uh, I got to give it to you that, uh, Mike, you done your thing, dog. You had me just, woo, you, Thank had, you, sir. Oh, Thank you, sir. you had me going crazy yeah. there. But yeah. um, but y'all need to do a top a top five um tag teams coming up. Yeah, man, and a lot of your customers are oh, customers. I'm thinking I'm in the list. A lot of your callers, <laughs> a lot of your callers, uh, they took my thunder, man. But but I do have one honorable mention on there that um I think that the crowd went wild. Went wild with too is uh, uh the Ultimate Warrior. The crowd go crazy when oh, he come yeah. through that too, man. Yeah, that's the a ultimate good warrior. But uh, I gotta say this, Mike, you done your thing, and that's the bottom line, cause the mafia <laughs> says. Cause Skip says, I might. Listen, I might. Skip got me hyped. I might put the stunner on both. Well, commercial. I would say one thing: we I definitely know what the mafia does on Monday nights. Yeah, no they're all they're all sitting there, 
with their whitey tidies well, on and their cheese puffs out and they're watching WWE Raw on USA. Are they not going to Cancun enough for you? I'm saying we're hey doing our thing. You just you just said. It was it was great times watching. Please those. refer to me as Princess Queen from now on. <laughs> That's my takeaway. Don't look I at love me like it, that. man. Look, man, some those good were good calls. calls. That was a good list. That was a good uh, top five Tuesday. That's, That's what, what happens. About it. That's what good happens. When you talk a little wrestling. Bo, Bo tried to take over, man, but I wouldn't have. I didn't it. try to take over. I just tried to say, if you're gonna come into, you're gonna come into my neighborhood and tell me how to run the show. I'm gonna tell you how the show should be run, and that HBK is the greatest of all time. Stay with us. <laughs> Here on the morning shift. Later on, we're giving away a four-pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage. That is going down on Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. But you can have a chance to win four tickets when I'd say the word to call us. That's how you will be able to win those tickets. I will let you know. Stay here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 the game. Yes, it is a lovely morning, isn't it? Now, more of The Morning Shift. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are back and going straight to the waveboard.com hotline. That is where we find our very own Braves reporter and insider and host of From the Diamond, Grant McCauley, joining us here on the show. Good morning, Grant. Good morning. Good to have you on. I am not going to start with a baseball question, given that we just did Top 5 Tuesday, which is Mike's thing, and he did Top 5 wrestlers. And so, yeah. who was your number and one? I stand by that list. Who it was, was Stone one? Cold Steve Austin was number one. And I hear you're a big wrestling fan, so I just wanted to get your, I, your take. Grant, for the record. I, I am a big wrestling fan. Well, for the record, Grant, I countered with uh, Shawn Michaels as the greatest wrestler of all time. I did my own little list because his list was garbage. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, it sounds like I'm really walking into a battle royal here. But um, <laughs> not to come off the top rope, but I would probably say best worker of all time, easily, Shawn Michaels. But when you start to get into, you know, and I know we've had some shows that really like to lean into the Mount Rushmore of this, that, and the other in the past, that's a tough, tough list, depending on what you're looking for. And I, I'm I'm going to have to go Shawn because he's my favorite of all time, my favorite to watch, and I feel like he did the thing that so many wrestlers would like to say they could do, and that's leave with a little bit left in the tank and have people wondering if he has just one more in him. See, you see the theme. <laughs> Bo kind of liked the bad boys, and I was with him on that I as like well. Heels, yeah. Mike is uh, Captain America Grant, over here. Grant, don't I don't say with, it like that, yeah. Tiffany. Grant, I was Hulkamania, <laughs> and he was Hollywood. You know what I mean? It's just it's there, the, you, there you go. It's the way the country crumbles. Speaking of uh, the Mount Rushmore, uh, let's go ahead and talk <laughs> about this starting rotation. Bryce Elder, a little bit roughed up the other day. You got Ronaldo mm-hmm. Lopez yesterday. Uh, just kind of your outlook after seeing both those guys on the hill for the first outing this spring. Yeah, I mean, not a lot to draw from thus far. I mean, I know Bryce got himself in a little trouble. Lopez gave up a homer. They were both charged with a run. I mean, there's really so little to take from early spring training stats. It's, it's really the, the reps and getting them out there and the building up process. And that's going to be really important for Lopez, more so, I think, than Elder, because this is the first opportunity for him truly to get the chance to start every fifth day since, I believe, 2020 with the White Sox. I mean, he had a lot of success in the bullpen, and with his big arm, I mean, that's a role where he could excel. And if he does end up pitching in the bullpen for the Braves this year, I think they'd be perfectly fine with that. But if there's a time to stretch him out and find out if he can fill that void in the starting rotation or or grab that brass ring, as it were, and be the fifth man, then I think they'd be 
you know, very happy with that as well if he's able to pitch anything close to the way he has the last couple of years. But for Elder, you know, talking to him down in spring training a couple of weeks ago now, I mean, he came in knowing that, hey, you know, last year there were some highs, there were obviously some lows for him to learn from, but he's not taking it in any way, shape, or form as a given that just because he was in the rotation so much last year and an all-star and so forth, that he doesn't have to go out and win the job. I think he realizes what's at stake there, and I think that competition hopefully will kind of drive him to find that next gear and to really have things in the order that he wants them to be for spring training because there's not too many times I can think of that an all-star starting pitcher from a previous year who, strangely enough, was the opening day pitcher in AAA could find himself back in AAA the next year. So there's a lot of different little ways to look at this uh, particular competition in camp, and I think it's really the only competition that the Braves are looking at, to be honest. Grant, the, one of the things that came out of early spring training that's got me, I'm just so excited about this, is the, the addition of a pitch for Spencer Strider, whether you call it a slurve or a curve or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. What would a third pitch, and I know he's got to change it, but what would a third out pitch really mean for Spencer Strider's growth as he enters his second full season but third year as a starter? Yeah, I mean, it's a completely extra dimension, and I don't want to draw a ridiculous comparison. So let's talk about Mount Rushmore's strikeouts and where Nolan Ryan is on that. But Nolan Ryan was a fastball curveball pitcher, and that was his success. And the reason he was so good and for so long was that both of those pitches were elite. So to say that, well, Spencer Strider needs a third, a fourth, a fifth pitch to be, you know, a, a next level pitcher. I don't think is necessarily true when your fastball and slider are as good as his are. But adding that extra dimension in today's game where everything is so much more scouted and there's so much more analytics that go into it, it's not going to help you hit Spencer Strider in the box, but it does help you, you know, kind of know what's going on. And hitters are, are pretty talented, too, and they can key in on certain situations where they're, they're expecting a certain pitch. So from, from a predictability standpoint, if that's even the word for this, which I'm not sure it is because, again, he's very hard to hit, it could add a lot because I think that changeup is going to be in his back pocket. This curveball could be a pitch maybe he uses a little bit more or in tandem with that slider in breaking ball counts where he really wants that swing and miss watching him get to throw it in that first live BP, and I know it was only a couple of times, but it was tantalizing to think about exactly that. Like, what could Spencer Strider be with another weapon when he was a 20-game winner who led Major League Baseball in strikeouts last year? That should scare the rest of Major League Baseball if, in fact, Spencer Strider has himself yet another weapon at his disposal. Our very own Grant McCauley joining us here on the morning shift. Grant, Chris Sale is a guy that we know has dealt with injuries, but he keeps on battling back, and his own teammates have talked about him there in the clubhouse, like Spencer Schreider, basically just getting into mm-hmm. how he's the ultimate competitor. What sort of impact mm-hmm. has he had in the clubhouse? Yeah, I think that this is the kind of thing that it just gives the club more confidence that, you know, the, the front office goes out and finds the pieces that they need. And I think that that was how everybody was viewing Chris sale because you know, the, the, the trade for sale was surprising to everybody, including Chris sale. He was on a, a podcast, I believe, a couple of days ago talking about how he wasn't expecting to be traded over the course of the offseason, but it's a thing that happened. And the opportunity and the door that it opened to come to a club like the Braves, that's what Chris Sale was so excited about when I caught up with him down in spring training. You know, the injuries clearly took a toll on him the last four or five years, but a healthy winter, made his 20 starts last year, got over 100 innings for the first time in five years. That may not sound like a lot, but when you're having trouble even getting to the mound every fifth day, it was a good checkpoint for Chris Sale. But the competitiveness, 
he kind of, you know, he's not necessarily going to walk out and, you know, bang his chest every time and, and talk about how competitive he is. Everybody knows about it. And he kind of, I think, downplayed it just a little bit. But inside that clubhouse, that confidence and that competitive edge, I think, are, are extremely valuable. And it's not like this is a club that needed a complete, like, personality transplant. They know how to win. But bringing in somebody who can maybe elevate them both on the field and off the field and, and give them the kind of performances that a healthy Chris Sale could – that's exactly the kind of pitcher that the Braves were looking for in the, over the course of the offseason. So, again, to put the caveat on it, if he's healthy, I mean, this seems to be a great fit for a club that could use somebody that could give him the, give them the valuable innings but also give them that competitive edge and that competitive fire that over the course of a long season, six, seven months, they're going to need that, I think, from different sources at different times, and Chris Sale can certainly be one of them. Grant, uh, I know, listen, there hasn't been many games yet, all right? And we're just kind of getting cranked off on this thing, three games into it, talking about the spring training schedule. Is there anybody that's really jumped out to you as far as just maybe not looking the way you thought they would when you arrived down at camp or, or, or getting eyes on them or maybe they're performing better or whispers going on amongst some of the coaches and other media members down there? No, not really. I mean, that's and, – and obviously I'm I'm not there to – you know, necessarily, you know, hear a lot of that. And, and with only a handful of games done and with, what, 25 or so of them left to go, I like to kind of let the first couple of weeks roll by. And, yeah, you'll hear this or that or the other. I mean, I know just kind of looking at a couple of box scores, Ignacio Alvarez, who's a, an infield prospect who played in Rome last year, he's had a couple of good games, but he's not expected to be a, a factor for the Braves, I think, in 2024, maybe next year. But either way, I mean, this is a club that, if you look around, I mean, you've got – Matt Olson, Ozzie Albies, Orlando Arcia, Austin Riley, locked in on your infield. Your outfield, Ron Lacuna Jr., Michael Harris, Jared Kelnick. Behind the plate is Darnoa Murphy. And again, you know, you look at your rotation, there's really one spot up for grabs. And the bullpen, I mean, it could be bolstered by Tyler Matzik. That's somebody I'm watching to see if his spring training is going to be good enough to have him make the club out of camp or if he'll need a little bit of time in AAA to continue to build back after Tommy John surgery. But as for right now, I mean, and the number one thing the Braves are looking at is, can we just get to opening day healthy and stay that way as long as possible? I think that's the number one thing for them this spring, above and beyond any particular stats that we could pull from Grapefruit League play. Hey, one of the storylines, Grant, that's been kind of pushed to the back burner with uh, Chris Sell and what he's got going on, the fifth starter, you know, Spencer Strider's slurve, curve, whatever, is the Charlie Culberson switch to the bullpen. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's just, look, I know that it's still early down there, but uh, how does Charlie feel about that so far? far? Well, I did get to talk to him on my trip down to spring training, and, you know, he looked at this as the opportunity that, you know, better late than never. I mean, you want to try everything that you possibly can, I think, to ring out every single day of your professional career. I would assume I didn't have the opportunity to do it, but, you know, he had a, a solid career in the major leagues for a number of different teams and feels like he's got the stuff to do this. And the Braves kind of had him start this process in Gwinnett last year and make a couple of appearances. So would he have loved to have been in big league camp? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a little bit tough for him because he's on the minor league side of things trying to work through this. And he said, look, my goal is to make a, a make an affiliate somewhere, you know, wherever they're going to start him. If he doesn't, then obviously he's going to feel like that's a failure. And he feels like he's got the stuff to make an affiliate. Now, getting into this bullpen that's as, as talented and as deep, and, hey, it's the major leagues, it's hard to get there, even harder to stay, and Charlie knows all about that. It's going to be an interesting transition for him, but he's got the mindset, and I think he's got a couple of pitches that he feels pretty good about as far as off-speed offerings and a fastball that's you know around 94 miles an hour. So, 
you know, he's got a chance. I mean, he's got a puncher's chance. We can call it that. And, you know, this is a guy who's been incredibly resilient over the course of his career. The teammates have always loved him, and I'm interested to see how exactly this goes for him if he's able to get those results and, you know, write a pretty interesting story and an improbable story at that if he's able to make it back to the majors this year. Definitely we'll be looking forward uh, to that, Grant. We appreciate the insight as always, and where can we find from the Diamond this week? I will be on Friday night at 10 p.m. we got another spring training special coming your way, and my interview with Alex Ansopoulos from Brave Spring Training will be part of this show. And I'm also going to talk with Anthony Castrovins of MLB.com about some of the rules changes, and that's something I don't think folks have been talking about too much because we got used to it last year, but we're going to dive into what they've changed about the pitch clock and a few other things as far as the MLB is concerned. And that's Friday night, 10 o'clock from the Diamond, right here on 92.9 The Game. Boom, there you have it. We appreciate the insight, Grant. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, man. That was our Braves insider and host of From the Diamond, Grant McCauley, joining us. You can follow him on X at Grant McCauley. All right, I told you guys to stay tuned. Now is the time for you to call in to win a four-pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage. That is going down on Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. But again, you can call in right now for a chance to win a four-pack of tickets. I'll announce the winner when we come back here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game and A Life of Squid. We're back here on the morning shift. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start hacking. I, uh, I know you got to get to the winner of the tickets in just a second. I I, I just want to bring people in on this conversation. Bo Johnson and I have been having for down two, oh, I don't know two I different don't. breaks. We don't want to hear this. All right. An argument over who is a better actor, a wrestler turned actor, John Cena or The Rock. And you're, you're I was wrong. dumbfounded to think that he thinks that John Cena is a better actor than The Rock. And he is like, you know, The Rock plays the same character in every movie, which I get it. There's a lot of, there's a lot, but so does John Cena. Like John Cena is the is the muscle head, emotional guy, and we we started going back and forth on wrestlers that have turned actors, and I I, I brought Thunder and Paradise, Terry Hogan, Hulk Hogan, was in that kind of Baywatch knockoff, oh. uh, and then somebody on Twitter threw out uh, threw out Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. Oh wow, <laughs> dude! I mean, I some of the some of the characters <laughs> being thrown out there, I am dying at on Twitter right How now. How cool so. is it though? At least to be able to cross over, you are. In one aspect of your yeah. career, that's what you do, and then the ability to branch out is something. Wasn't uh, is it, maybe cool. maybe Hulk Hogan went Hollywood? Yeah. Well, wasn't he a Mister? Was it Mister Nanny or something that Hulk Hogan was in? I think he was. And then like I think I think Brutus the Beefcake Barber and the Undertaker were like bad guys from like outer space or something in that movie. I can see that. Um, that was that was a good movie. Yeah, there's a, a couple movie. of them out there, man. There's Let me uh, announce the winner here. It was good when I was like eight. Uh, but. Tickets to the AEW wrestling event. And it is Barney Bailey, a.k.a. our friend Skip, guys. <laughs> the Skip-tator, that a boy. The Skip-tator has won those tickets. We'll be doing the giveaway all week, so be sure to stay with us throughout the remainder of this week on the morning shift. So congratulations to you, Skip, on winning those AEW tickets. All right, gentlemen. Let's do it. It's time for a look back into the mind 
of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on the morning shift. Brought to you by Baron Burton's Breakfast Sauce. So good you'll want breakfast all day. Go to thebreakfastsauce.com or find a retailer near you. That's right. And don't forget the Bloody Mary mix, baby. He West style. Go over to wsauce.com and you can buy a bottle today. You know, you, you let us left out uh, Diamond Dallas Page. I said We that. talked about him. Somebody called no, no, him. No, no, I'm talking about in movies. He was really oh, good. Yeah, yeah. He was great in Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah, he was in a different one, too. He's a, um, There's a love movie he's in. Is it, uh, which one is it? He's like helping somebody with their with their love situation. Love life. I always love it when like wrestlers cross over in the movies because it's just kind of funny to see what kind of role it's, it's they're going to play. It's kind of the same as we were talking about Dwight Yoakam last week in yeah. his role in Wedding. It's kind of the similar. Oh, where you're man. like, wait, I know that guy. Wait a second. Hey, he's so, hey, hold on for a second. He's so good in Sling Blade. Wedding Crashers, he's good in. He's been in, I think he was in that Panic Room movie too. Might be right. I think he was a bad guy in that. I mean, Dwight Yoakam plays a, he plays a hill pretty much in anything he's in. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's <laughs> kind like, of, yeah. Well, it's why, why I like his music, you know? Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, he's a honky-tonk man. I'm, I'm me. And he gets that knee going. The way you, you know said I mean? honky-tonk is <laughs> no, just please, the way I would Stop. expect you to you to say it. When he did his shoulder right. shimmy earlier, too. He did the shoulder <laughs> shimmy. I was like, no, that's what they used to do. No, don't do the heartbreak kid. No, stop. All right, go ahead. All right. <laughs> um, Brandon Marshall's got his podcast. We know that. We had him, we had him on the show with Cam Newton. Um, at one point in time, they did a two Merzer shows, and they were doing a little tour. Well, we had Russell Wilson on. And uh, save me your tweets that he'll never come to Atlanta and save me your tweets that you, for some reason you think this guy who can play in the NFL for all these years is soft uh, and you're behind a Twitter account that doesn't have your real picture up. But save me all that. Russell Wilson talked about whatever <laughs> happened in Denver with the injury guarantee stuff. And after listening to this, you know, I'm not a huge Russ guy. Like, I think he's a good player. I don't think him and I would – like, I think me and A.J. Minter. I think y'all would hang out. Y'all I think me and A.J. Beers. Minter could go out night on the town with our Ariat boots on, and we could just raise hell. I think me and Russell Wilson, we might make it through dinner and be like, all right, you know, I think we're going to different places. Hey, enjoyed that, man. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah, See yeah, you thanks. next time. Yeah. Um, we get coffee Sunday. You know, when he gets Maybe like a petite filet and I get a bone-in ribeye, I don't think I think that's the end of the deal right there. But anyways, Russ, I have his back on this. He talked about what the Broncos did to him. I want you guys to take a listen because I want to get y'all's thoughts. And so we beat Green Bay, Kansas City. We beat them, and uh, as you mentioned, that's when, as you mentioned earlier, that's when I got that call, and I was like, I'm confused, what's going on? And I didn't believe it at first. I was like, this, this can't be real. And I got that call that, hey, we're going to bench you for the next nine games if you know you don't change the injury guarantee. So for me, but, but be clear here, they it's not they don't want to bench you because of play. They're saying they're benching you because they want you to take out the injury guarantee. Yeah, they want to re- push back my injury guarantee and remove it for that rest of the year. So that way, if I get injured, they don't have to pay it. So they basically said, hey, you know what? We signed a bad deal in our own thought, in our own mind, and now we want uh, we want to do over. I make good. And I think it might – I'm not going to make accusations. Well, I am. My opinion, I think this is driven by one person in that building – and it's a new new to the equation this season because it kind of makes sense. I think it is a slimy, crappy way to do business. You, if you sign a deal for it, look, the NFL players are the least protected to me of most of, of the of the professional sports that we follow, especially when it comes to injury. And the fact that you signed this contract for this man, an injury guarantee, and he's going out there 
putting it on the line every week for you, whether you think he's good or not. And you're going to say, we want you to still do that, but we don't want you to have anything guaranteed. It's just absolute just disgrace. And I was there again for that uh, big game in which the fallout from it, Jarrett Stidham becomes a starter, Russ is bench. And, you know, I, I, I talked to him when he was coming off the field after warm-ups, and I asked him about preparing to be the backup, what that was like, and he said he was going to continue to prepare as he has always done for, what, his 200-plus career starts uh, in the league. So it was interesting to hear him tell that story, which we had already heard before. What is this? My God, that's, that's Mike Johnson's music. My God. Uh, <laughs> Mike's trying you to You don't get to take over my segment, brother. All right, without me stepping in and doing the same thing to yours. Well, I want to tell you right. something. You don't get to just take over my segment. That's Maybe the deal. you Stand should come down. out here and you should have a better segment for these fans. <laughs> because running, all I hear from you is now? garbage in your segment, and I needed to come out here and save it for the company. <laughs> running down the ramp right now towards the ring. Hopefully, I don't tear both my quads on the way in. I think you're more of a slow That's stride. <laughs> You're not, you're not maybe the Undertaker walk, but you're like in between the Undertaker my, and the Big Show's my, walk. My scooter with my uh, one knee on my scooter and sliding yeah. down the ramp. You uh, are definitely <laughs> strutting down the ramp, kind of waving at the crowd because you're the good guy. You're the good guy. You're trying uh, to be the, the villain the here. The Vince McMahon, Conor can't. McGregor kind of thing. But Bo would go, I feel like you would sprint down the ramp. <laughs> Start jumping up, waving your arms. Trying oh, to I would stand up, up on the ropes. Yeah, I might have a little suck it sign <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, I would. Have, I think I would have to go over the third rope. For, uh, first of all, and I know the rest of those guys. Oh, are, I'm are diving huge underneath too, them. Yeah, I think I'm going over the over completely over the top the way the Undertaker, the Big Show, would have done. Yeah. Um, do you hey, do you think you ever could have done where Undertaker would climb up on the turnbuckle and then uh, they would they call it go? Oh, he's going old school, and he would walk on the top rope. It had the other guy's hand. He would walk out there, and then he would come off of it. No, there's no way. Like the balance my that balance that takes. Is in, uh, my, my balance is bad in a parking lot. I can't. I, like I'm. I, I'm, I'm not there? climbing up the turnbuckle. No, man. Fleet of foot. Not, no, not, what's not an anymore. athlete? Always an athlete. Yeah. No, the balance is a. Come listen, on. I might as well have a. Uh, have ear ear problems because my balance is all over the place. I can't I can't I can't hang on. Well, I'll tell you something. At six ten, three hundred pounds, that balance that he had was unbelievable. But you know what? This is my segment. So <laughs> hit my music. Sports Radio ninety two. Whoa! Ah, really? Ah, that's what you get. <laughs> ah, that's what you get. Garrett, that's what you get. Garrett. No, this is my music. I told him to hit this. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, okay. because this is what because when Mike Johnson wants to tangle with me, he's on the highway to hell. Oh my God, that's Squid Billy's music. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed just being in the vicinity of. This. Oh, we went we went old school today. The vicinity of of, of Bo's WWE persona. I, I don't think you could handle it, Tiff. Tiffany Too much. Probably, honestly, between the three of us, I think she'd be the best wrestler. She'd definitely be the Divas uh, champion or yeah, the Women's champion, sure. whatever they call it. Oh, come on. She'd be talking that noise. She'd have, like, some loud colored outfit on with, like, the, the boots all the way to her knees. Oh, dude. I can see. But as, as much as she talks with us. Yeah. I could see her be like her persona would be like less talk, just more punch in the face. No, no, I completely disagree. Completely disagree. No, I would have. She would be the one going, "Shut your mouth!" Right? <laughs> it's my turn. 
I may or may not have yes. done one of those at dinner to the boys the other night. <laughs> exactly. Shut up. Shut up. At dinner, you've done it like four times to me during this show. Her finishing move would be the headbutt, and she'd start throwing people over the top of it. You know what I mean? The headbutt, yeah. That's Boom. accurate. That's accurate. I love it. Right, there we go. When we come back here, as usual, we'll find out what's coming up. What's cooking up? <laughs> On the steakhouse. Finishing move would be called the timeout. Shut your face. Shut your mouth. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.